Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello on this chilly day. This is episode number 187 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Who is My Neighbor? Part 2. We are focusing on the parable of the Good Samaritan and how we should fulfill the law of love toward others. Last week, We covered Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 29 in a podcast, and I would suggest that you go back and listen to that. This week, we're going to continue and focus on verses 30 to 32. But what I'd like to do for those that didn't hear last week is to at least read the scriptures and just make a couple of comments on verses 25, and then we'll come up through verses 32 today. So beginning on verse 25, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, this question was asked by an expert, by a lawyer. And the lawyer asked the question, not for the purpose to be instructed, but it tells us right here, he wanted to test Jesus. He wanted to try him. Verse 26. What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? Now, this is one thing that's really neat about Jesus, and he'll do this at different times. He answered a question by posing another question. And so Jesus was answering a question by giving a question. So instead of giving the answer right out, he wanted the gentleman, and he also wants us in reading this, to look into our hearts and minds to see what the answer is. Verse 27, he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So here this lawyer understood he knew the law and so he answered Jesus' question by quoting Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 and also in reference to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Now, he could quote that law because he knew it. He had studied it. One thing that he should have realized, and one thing that we should realize today, is that trying to keep the law in its entirety, especially with the intent to try to save ourselves or to get brownie points with God, is impossible. We need a Savior. We need Jesus Christ. And we talked about that even more so last week. Verse 28, you have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this 
and you will live. Now, I really went into exclamation about why Jesus said do this, because really it's not works that gets us into heaven. It's really faith in our belief. But I want to continue on this week with our focus on the following verses. So Jesus said, do this and you will live, knowing that the teacher, no matter how much law he knew in his mind, could not keep it fully and therefore could not inherit eternal life through what he did. It was going to have to be through his faith. Verse 29, but he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Now, one thing that's good for us to understand is that the word neighbor in the Greek means someone who is near. And the word neighbor in Hebrew means someone that you have an association with. This interprets the word in a limited sense. And for this lawyer, basically referring to a fellow Jew and would have excluded Samaritans, Romans, and other foreigners. It appears that this lawyer could quote the law. He knew it really well, but he lacked in regards to his heart attitude. He, just like us, are to set aside our prejudice and show love and compassion for others. Our neighbor is anyone that we encounter. We are all commanded by God to love one another. So Jesus then gives this parable of the Good Samaritan to correct the false understanding that this lawyer had in regards to who his neighbor was and what his duty was to his neighbor as well. So verse 30. And I'll just read verses 30 to 32. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. So here we are. Jesus replies in verse 30, and he starts telling this parable or this story of the Good Samaritan. And he's talking about a man who was going down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of robbers. Now, this was a steep road about 17 miles long and descended above maybe 3,000 feet from Jerusalem to Jericho. And it was a place where thieves and robbers would wait for lonely travelers and those that seemed to be easy prey. And so this man was attacked, he was beaten, he was robbed, and left half dead. Because it says here they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now here is this man, he's laying in the road half dead, and then a priest comes along going down the same road, and it wasn't like he didn't see him because the scripture says when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. But then not only did he pass by, but also a Levite came to the same place and saw him and passed by on the other side. Now, a priest you would expect to love others and help this wounded man. And the same with the Levite. The Levites were descendants of Levi, and they assisted the priest 
or Aaron's descendants in the temple. So here were two that knew the law, that knew what God's word says, but knowing God's word and doing it are two different things. Now, I know many times people say, well, Paula, they went to the other side because they feared defilement through touching a dead body because according to the law, they could not touch a dead body without being defiled. The scripture doesn't give us a motive for their conduct. We don't really know the true reason why. But I believe Jesus is trying to help us to get past the whole thing of religion and religious practices over meeting the needs of human beings, of people, and not just adhering to laws or rules and regulations when it comes to a point of seeing someone in need. Let's let's bring it up to date. What if this priest or Levite was your pastor or a deacon or a church leader? Would it shock you that they would pass someone that they saw in need? Jesus is drawing a strong contrast between those who knew the law and those who actually followed the law of love through their lifestyle and conduct. These two individuals knew the law, but they did not show compassion for the man. So then how does it apply to us, we who really want to know God's word and live it out? Well, we need to understand that it's not so much who is our neighbor. Because our neighbor is everyone and anyone we come in contact with. But rather, are we being neighborly? Are we being neighbors to others? And so here are just a few quick ways in which you can be a neighbor. You can pray for others. Prayer is very powerful. You can pray and intercede for others. You can visit the sick and those that are lonely or isolated maybe the widow or widower. There's a lot of different people right around us who are lonely or who need someone to help them when they feel isolated or when they're not feeling well. A a cup of soup, hot soup, would be a blessing to someone. Maybe visiting someone or even those that are in prison. Is there someone that you can get into your car and go visit them, or maybe put them in your car and take them to the doctors or to an appointment or take them out just to get some fresh air or something. We can all do something like that. And I know that you're saying, Paula, you must not be busy. Well, I'm very busy. But yet I believe when we pour into the lives of others, it's always a blessing and health for us as well. God never intended for us to be selfish and self-centered. We can be a neighbor to others by giving of our time, money, clothing, food, inspiration, encouragement, kind words. No matter where we are, whether we're in a grocery store or wherever, just some kind words could encourage and lift up someone else. We can clean or grocery shop for others when they're in need. So I could keep on going. And I know that even now, your mind is probably being stirred by God as to some of the things that you can do. These are just some of the ways that we can be a neighbor to others. And there are a lot of other ways. If we would just pay attention, 
be sensitive, and allow God's Spirit to lead us as we study our Bible, pray, and even fast throughout our lives. God will show us not so much who needs to be our neighbor because, again, our neighbor is anyone that we come in contact with. For this lawyer, he was probably just thinking about fellow Jews and excluding Samaritans and Romans and foreigners. Well, we should not have that mindset. We should have the mind of Christ. And so the issue here again in closing is not who are our neighbors, but how can we be neighbors to others? Being a neighbor means you're being willing to bless others in whatever way it takes. Do you remember Mr. Rogers and the question that he would ask, won't you be my neighbor? And so I'm asking you today as we close, won't you be someone's neighbor? It's up to you how you're going to answer that question. Until next week, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.